What's up, guys, and welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are going to be talking about what health coaching is. But first, if you're a brand new listener, welcome to the show. Um, we offer a unique perspective basically on what we do as far as business and as far as health and fitness. So on the health and fitness side of things, we run an online health coaching company, SD Evolution. The basic game plan there is to you know break down all the information that's out there, um, filter through the bullshit and feed it back to our clients in small digestible bites where they can really understand it and learn how to apply it. That's what we talk about on the show. Same principles, break it down, filter it out for you and make sure you understand how you can do this in your own life. Um, on the business side of things, unique perspective because we're not brand new to this. We're not at the top of the food chain yet, but we've been doing this for a while. We've had a lot of success. Um, Fit Coach Pro is the other company that we run. Um, that's the software that we lease to other coaches. The, uh, the software that we actually use to manage our clients with SD Evolution. So we've had some uh, some good things happen, some not so great things happen. So we kind of talk about what's worked, what hasn't worked, what we're currently doing, um, and just kind of let you guys apply it in whatever phase of life that you're in. We do try to keep this pretty general as far as not making it for entrepreneurs only, but keep the principles open so that these are things you can apply in your regular everyday life. So if you enjoyed the episode and you tune into a bunch more, just make sure you leave us a review. It means a lot to us. If you are a current listener, you've been listening to this, following along, Make sure that you're leaving that same review. Share us on social media. Let us tag you or tag us so we can share it. Um, that's what we're all about. So, and I have something oh. exciting to say. What so you, you can now leave reviews for podcasts on Spotify. So that's if new. you are a Spotify listener, please leave us a review over there. We really appreciate, especially since that's a new feature, um, that'll help us, help us out a lot. So go drop a review if you are tuning in from Spotify. So let's break this down. What is health coaching? Health coaching, I think this is something, it's kind of like a vague thing that you hear about and it can be very different for a lot of different brands and companies and just in general. And it can kind of be confusing as a consumer to sort of understand what it is. So we're gonna kind of just show you guys what we're all about at SD Evolution, why we call it health coaching opposed to just nutrition or just, you know, fitness coaching. And the main thing is, you know, we're looking at your health from a bigger picture perspective, right? So we're not just macro coaches. We're not just online trainers. We are I like to refer to us as lifestyle coaches, too, because that's really what SD Evolution has evolved into over time. I was actually just about to say we are more lifestyle coaches than we are fitness and nutrition coaches. I think that's a huge point to hit on. And if you're working with someone who kind of doesn't adapt that mindset, it's probably a situation where you have a plan. They've given you a plan. You have to follow that plan. And if you're not following that plan to a T, you're off the plan. And I think that's where we kind of really make the biggest difference with what we do specifically is we're not we're not writing plans, really. We're creating a lifestyle program with you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we're we're looking at your entire life as it stands currently. We're looking where we can make those smaller improvements and how we can improve everything from your sleep to your stress levels to how you 
handle your nutrition to how you handle training to how you handle any struggles throughout the week. So we're looking at so many different factors that we'll sort of dive into here more in depth, but it really is more than just nutrition or just training. And it's it's a very in-depth process to work with us, especially on the nutrition side, because we're, we're essentially becoming your new BFF. We're looking at your entire life. You're opening up about things that you probably don't even talk to anyone in your life about. So we're really all about creating these relationships with our clients so that we can make everything just feel easier, feel better, and just from the inside out, help you reach your goals. Yeah, that's our job. It's it's to get to know you. BFF is a good term because, again, you're not going to be sharing a lot of the stuff with people who are actually, you know, in your everyday life. Um, and there's no such thing as TMI. I kind of say this multiple times per week throughout, uh, you know, talking to clients. But there's no, there's never a situation where you can tell me too much. I'd rather you tell me too much than not enough because, again, there is no situation where it is too much. Everything is applicable to what we're doing. Because everything, you know, we take everything into account. So as far as biofeedback, sleep, stress, soreness, energy levels, hunger levels throughout the day. If your stress is up, I need to know why. If, you know, your digestion is off, I need to know why. All these things are a puzzle we put together for our clients. And that's why we talk about this not being, you know, a program. It's a lifestyle. If you can't maintain it, it's not right for you. Because if it's not consistent, if it feels like work all the time, you're not going to be consistent. If it's not consistent, I can't prescribe adjustments to that so everything we do is a series of small maintainable changes that lead to those changes to lead to those more dramatic transformations over time and that's done by implementing healthy habits that you feel comfortable and competent in your ability to maintain for the longer term i say it on my sales pitch i say it on these i think a couple of these podcasts now and we know we say it every day to every single client what are we doing how can we adjust it how can we make it better how can we how can we make this feel better those are the things that we're talking about so Part of that is making it enjoyable, and you should be able to look forward to this. If it feels like a plan, if it feels like a regimented process, and that doesn't mean it's, it's totally unstructured. There's still some discipline with that. But if it doesn't, if it feels like you have to do X, Y, and Z or you failed, it's it's probably not a good fit, and it's not a long-term thing that you can maintain. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that differs when working with us versus you know your more general fitness coaches out there. A lot of the fitness coaches are either helping people you know get to a competition or meet these external goals as far as how their body looks. And while we do help our clients with those more aesthetic-based goals, we're doing so in a very strategic way. We're focusing on that bigger picture and all of these little factors as we are also focusing on how to get you there because when we start to transform and help you evolve from the inside out it's going to be sustainable so you know I think a lot of people are they tend to hesitate when working with online coaches from that general perspective because it feels like you have to be perfect and it's just follow these macros and follow this meal plan and you'll get the results and it's like you know, we hear it all the time that people come to us from other coaches who are very um, sort of like no excuses, try harder, like don't really give them much more information than like your motivation or a specific plan. Whereas we're sort of adapting and pivoting as we need to and as your life changes so that you can not only have success during those times where it's easy to, but you know how to switch things up and evolve during those times where it's really hard to. And this is something where I want to make sure everyone listening knows we're not poo-pooing other coaches. There's a lot of other fantastic coaches out there. We work with a lot of, a lot of other fantastic coaches. We built a system for a lot of other fantastic coaches. So what we're speaking is in generalities. So, you know, 
coach type A versus coach type B, basically what we do versus what some others may do, we're not the only ones doing it this way. So we're just talking about health coaching in general. We're saying we and I because we're using our specific examples, but we're not just preaching SD evolution. Whoever you're working with, they could be fantastic. There are more, more good teams than just SD evolution. We're just going to share what's going on here. So again, everything we want to do should make you feel better physically and mentally. And that again goes into that lifestyle change. So when we talk about implementing habits, these daily habit creations and, you know, regulation as far as maintaining these consistently, we're working with clients to figure out, okay, what are your long-term goals? Okay, let's say it's uh, to move more throughout the day. I want to hit, let's call it a goal is 10,000 steps a day. So I say a goal is an actual measurable a habit. It was what helps, helps you get there. So let's say someone has a, a goal of, of moving 10,000 steps a day. It's a bunch of different things they want to get going. We'll talk about a habit of maybe they can take a, a daily morning walk. Or, you know, at, at their lunch break, go take a walk, something like that. So whatever those goals are that you've set in your plan with your coach, you should be implementing habits and creating habits that go specifically towards those goals. You want to unplug at the end of each day. Okay, I can implement the habit of reading instead of picking up my phone. Little things like that. And what that's doing is giving you small daily steps. Going back to that slogan I just talked about, small daily steps that lead to those dramatic transformations over time. What can you measure? What can you check off every day? habit create a habit that helps you create change in the longer term to reach your goal yeah and i think at first for a lot of our new clients who aren't used to really doing things that way it can be frustrating because it feels like they're not doing much or it feels like they what they want to do more and they want to see more changes and they want things faster but by doing things in this sustainable slow way you are actually getting there in a much more efficient way because you're not restricting super hard. You're not giving up whole chunks of your life. You're not giving up whole chunks of certain types of foods. And it feels slow because it's more of a natural process. So it almost has to feel somewhat easy for it to be able to stick, at least at first. Yeah, and part of that is knowing there isn't going to be a big rebound. So the second that you fall off of those quote-unquote habits they're not habits it's just what you're doing for that daily strict routine the second you revert into your previous actual habits the progress goes away if not all most of it so by doing this in, in small maintainable bites you're creating lasting change because there's no rebound effect so instead it's just long-term progress it might be slower up front but it's going to be you know six months down the road nine months down the road a year down the road it's going to be you continuing to move forward as opposed to up, down, up, down, up, down, riding that roller coaster where I see progress, I lost that, I progressed, I lost that, I progressed, I lost it. Smaller pieces, continue with those. Doesn't feel like a, a big problem to maintain. It's enjoyable. You feel good. You're enjoying what's happening every single day and you're maintaining those lasting changes as they, they continue to move throughout. And that's kind of, uh, you know, rolling into teaching realistic expectations. So right off the bat, the moment a client says, hey, you know, I know I'm progressing. I just don't feel like this is efficient enough. And that's a key word is efficient. We break down, okay, what have we seen? You're losing a pound a week. It's about a percent of your overall body weight per week. That's extremely efficient. You might want to see five pounds per week, but first of all, your body composition isn't improving very well unless you're morbidly obese if you're losing five pounds a week. And second of all, again, it's maintainable. So we're not worrying about you falling off plan and boom, weight spikes up 10 pounds immediately after. You're consistently losing an efficient amount of weight. Your body composition is improving at a greater rate 
because of that efficiency. Yeah, I think realistic ex- expectations are important, but also where your perspective and focus is is also very important. So for an example, I have a client who previously, like many of our female clients, was obsessed with the scale. You know, she does a lot of different types of fitness classes and spin classes and, you know, different things. And previously, seeing any sort of spike on the scale would drive her crazy and cause her to restrict more and make these massive shifts to make up for that whereas now after spending she's been with us for almost a year um you know spending time learning how the scale works and understanding that these fluctuations are are due to inflammation in her body or water retention and she now understands that bigger picture so she can understand that these fluctuations you know are not necessarily a bad thing and because of her education and because of what she's learned she's been able to improve her relationship with exercise she doesn't over exercise to make up for this anymore she doesn't under eat to make up for the scale anymore so by making sure that your perspective is in the right place i think that's also a very important thing as well 100 percent. and i actually just talked about a client with a client uh, literally half an hour ago this exact concept so we also highlight and center on our check-ins averages weekly averages so as far as weight as far as your intake protein carbs fats calories sodium um, fiber all those things are averaged out biofeedback is averaged out so we can see daily trends what you've done throughout each day and we can see the overall trend for the entire week and we put a ton of emphasis emphasis on the weekly averages averages over the the daily intake obviously dailies have to be in the ballpark but every day doesn't need to be perfect as long as that weekly average is dialed in very well we're going to see progress and we're going to see things move in the right direction so we've kind of hit on on lifestyle Um, we'll kind of circle back now to what you typically expect from that health coaching experience so the training and nutrition side but these also have a lot of overlapping philosophies so jumping into training realistic training days we say this you know, from the very first call that we have with our clients. Don't tell us how many days per week that you want to train. Tell us how many days per week that you know you can train. Well, so. let's first back up a little bit and explain that when we're writing a one-on-one training program, it's completely customized and catered to that person. So it's not a template. It's not like a cookie-cutter program. It's something that's, again, literally created for this individual's life. So we're having them decide how many days they can commit. Like Josh just said, we're looking at what equipment they have available in their gym, whether it's at home or whether it's at a commercial gym, or maybe they train at a CrossFit gym. We're looking at how long they have to work out based on, you know, what their career is, all of that, what their goals are, of course. And then, you know, any injuries they have, anything we have to work around. So it really is a fully custom program that is catered to each person. And then we adapt that program as we need to over time to either adjust volume and either add more or scale back depending on how their recovery is. So it's it's very specific. It's very custom. And I think that will just give them give you guys listening a more clear picture of how this is created. But anyway, carry on. Yeah, 100%. So that's all very important to, to highlight. So, you know, circling back, you know, again, realistic training days. <clears throat> that means if you want to train six or seven days a week, we're never going to tell you seven. But if you want to train six days a week, five days a week, hey, this is my goal. I really want to hammer this home. I can't really do it right now, but I'm going to make myself do it. That's not going to fly. We immediately backtrack. Okay, what do you know that you can do? Three days? Perfect. We'll develop a program that's efficient for you based on all those things that you just mentioned on three days. Once you finish that program and you say, you know what? I always had one extra day to work out or I always had two extra days to work out. 
can we bump that up to four or five? A hundred percent. Once you have set that expectation and hey, you know, I got three days, I always have that extra day, always have that extra two days, then we can start manipulating the program. We can create more days and restructure it. But it always has to be something you maintain. It can't be a stress on you where you're trying to fit this in between 1,500 appointments because what happens, you're not going to fill them all in. You're going to skip workouts. You're going to push them back. You're going to, you know, go through them entirely without actually doing your full program. And then we get confused as to why you're not progressing. Well, the program wasn't followed as it was supposed to be. Again, there's flexibility within this. Basically, everything that I just mentioned prior. But within that, you need to tell us what's realistic for your schedule, for your lifestyle. And that's how we start. Consistency and adherence are the two most important things to both sides, the training and nutrition. So, you know, being we'd rather see you super consistent with three days per week than trying to do five or six because that's what your favorite person on Instagram does or that's what you used to do six months ago or a year ago when your life was completely different. We want you to do what is going to fit your life right now. And if that changes over time, great. If we want to add another day down the road, great. But if right now all you can commit to is three, then three is what it is. It is what it is. Um, from there, we're looking at intensity. So we are monitoring recovery. We want to make sure you're progressing efficiently. If those things aren't happening, we're not even just if they're not happening, but we are reflecting on intensity to make sure those are happening as efficiently as they should be. So if we see things are kind of stagnant, you've been, you know, for example, squatting the same thing for the last two programs. Okay. Are you actually plateauing or is your RPE rate of perceived exertion not as high as it needs to be? Um, and you're just second guessing yourself. You're psyching yourself out for adding more weight. You know, what, what clients have to understand is every pound that you add is an increase in volume. So if you don't think you can do it, but you've been doing the same thing for a while, you should probably try it because you probably don't have a realistic expectation of what failure really is. So if you haven't taken a set to failure, you're not quite sure how to gauge how far off you are from that point. And you can surprise yourself. You can bang out an extra three, four reps without even thinking about it. This is something that was brought up. We have a weekly coaches meeting with our two other coaches on our team, Anna and Sienna. And Anna actually brought this up that one of her clients you know, mentioned she was only doing like 30 pounds on hip thrust or something. And, you know, just knowing how strong our glutes are and knowing that, you know, as women, sometimes our purses are around 30 pounds. Um, she knew she could handle more. So she brought up a very good point that even though 30 pounds could feel like it's quote unquote burning and you feel something from it towards the end of your reps, it doesn't mean that you're at the right RPE. So like Josh said, challenge yourself, push yourself even when you don't think you can. And more oftentimes than not, you're going to surprise yourself with how strong you actually are. Yeah, that's a big point to kind of hit on is, is just because something's burning doesn't mean it's actually hard or physically close to failure. That's why you know, higher rep programs, we're talking like 25, 30 reps, banging through, isn't really going to change your body composition. Not necessarily because those reps aren't, you know, effective, but because you're not realistically going close to failure with a weight that light. So it starts burning. It's, it's a very intense feeling, but you're not actually very close to failure. You just stop because it hurts. Your body could keep doing it, but you're stopping well short of, you know, um, one or two reps left in the tank because of how much discomfort you're feeling. Right. The current re research shows that anywhere from 6 to 30 reps will give you hypertrophy results, but you have to still be within those few reps short of failure for it to work. So like Josh said, it can be much harder to figure out where that number is when the reps are that high. Um, some people can do it. 
some people just will never be able to figure that out. So we tend to be more in the moderate rep range for most of our clients. Six that to is 15, their goal. Typically. Yep. Um, so it's just a little bit easier to figure out where that number needs to be. Next one is a huge, huge point for a lot of people. So we're all used to the wads. We're used to the daily boot camps. We're used to, you know, very fun, exciting hip programs. But if you're doing different exercises every day and you're not following a program for at least four weeks, you're not adapting efficiently. It's something where you're going to burn calories. Fantastic. But body composition is not improving as well as it could be. Strength and performance are not improving as well as they could be because your body doesn't have enough time to adapt to that stimulus. It still blows my mind how many people are not doing this the right way and are just kind of following the Instagram workouts and all of that stuff. We've because talked that's about more it. Fun. Well, right. We've talked about it plenty of times, but it still is mind blowing to me, um, which I guess just means we need to talk about it more. But, um, you know, it is fun. And I understand from that perspective how exciting it can be to have a new workout. But I think I mes- mentioned this in a couple past episodes keep your cardio your fun stuff keep your cardio the things that you switch up as often as you want to and commit to that training program if you want to see results if you're just exercising to exercise that's fine but that's exercising is not training they're not the same thing so exercising is just doing what you got to do getting your exercise in training for a specific goal means following a program 100 percent. nutrition another Another point that has to be fully customized, and a lot of times it isn't. A lot of times people are either working with a coach who's generating, you know, calculators to get their numbers or a a client or, you know, a person just in general is hopping online to find just a general calculator. Where should I be? And that's fine for a starting point. Um, You know, we have a general calculation we use along with client history, and then we kind of factor those things together to figure out where we want to start and set that baseline and then make our first actual adjustment from. But... This has to be something that is completely individualized Individualized to each client. It's not one diet that's going to work for everybody. We, you know, it's common misconception. We actually don't poo-poo any diet. If you feel good about something and you, like, you physically feel great, you're mentally all about it, it's something you plan to do for the rest of your life, that's fine. If it's working, it's 100% fine as long as you're, you know, getting those nutrients in. Yeah, we've had clients who have done Whole30 from a more lifestyle perspective. We've had clients who are clean eaters. We've had clients... You know, there are so many different things out there. And yes, some are better than others. And for the majority of people, a lot of them are not going to be a forever thing. So that's why we are constantly preaching the flexible lifestyle and figuring out what works for you. Um, So don't get tied to being in this certain labeled group with your nutrition. You can be a clean eater and do flexible dieting. You can be a whole 30 person and do flexible dieting. You can have your own set of rules that align with your life. Um, but just make sure that it, it does that it aligns with your life and it's something that you can do for the rest of your life. And if it's not, then you need to ask yourself why you're even doing it right now. Well, part of the draw is people want to belong to a group, which is perfectly fine. That's human nature. You want to be a part of that community. But if you're joining the wrong community, it's like, you know, kind of being, and I'm not calling you fake, but it's like being fake around your friends because you like their group. You want to join that group. It's it's something where it doesn't fit you. So you don't need to do it. And there is a group that will fit you. You just have to find it. And if you're doing that, it's going to be very draining. And you might not realize how draining it is mentally that you're trying to fit into this box that you don't belong in. But eventually it will become very apparent 
how much that is holding you back from what you are truly supposed to be doing or where you should really be in alignment with. So and let's let's kind of highlight a couple of the ones that are just the flashiest. You know, we we're always hearing about them. People are always preaching it, and I'm not hating on them. But as far as keto, intermittent fasting, people jump on board. They want to join that club. If you plan on doing that for the rest of your life and you feel great doing it, it fits your lifestyle, it fits your schedule, it fits your your physical needs, fine, continue that. But don't do it thinking, oh, I'm going to do this for three months to lose weight and then go back to what I was doing previously because it doesn't work like that. First of all, for keto, you're going to see that massive spike coming back. Intermittent fasting, if you're doing this for a short-term gain and it's something that you don't feel good doing, you're going to feel like garbage while you're doing it and you're just going to waste the next three months. If you feel good and you want to maintain those, fantastic. But we're talking from the majority most are going to find some form of flexible dieting to be their ideal scenario because they're not going to be regimented in a specific structured diet for the rest of their life. Yeah. And with flexible dieting and nutrition, the way that we do it in general, it does take time to learn basic nutrition. It takes time to to learn how to track macros and understand food quality and understand all of these different things. So instead of just blindly following a meal plan or blindly following this this fad diet that has minimal rules and sounds pretty easy I think it's going to be much more rewarding and give you so much more to spend the time doing things in a way that makes sense for you and really learning about what what all of this entails and soon enough a lot of our client I mean every client that we have now understands what is BS because they send me BS on Instagram and what is actually beneficial. It's like you you cross over this border into nutrition heaven <laughs> where you can have this sensor and you understand what's good and what's going to fit your life and what isn't. And you, I don't even know what I'm trying to explain. Maybe it's making more sense to you. No? Sure. But like you just develop this sense of wisdom i guess where you're you enlightened just, you're, that's the word you're yes. looking for you've been enlightened yes. nutritionally and you Thank understand you. what's going to fit your lifestyle mm-hmm. so to kind of circle this back to the actual health coaching process and what we do specifically so on our first conversation actually on the call with a potential clients on, on an application process we'll say hey you know what? we're going to figure out the numbers you're adjusting best at but you're going to figure out the types of foods you enjoy eating the you know how many meals per day works with your schedule the foods that make you feel the best because it's not going to be the same for everybody you're going to find some foods where you get into a routine you're mixing things up you find that right mix for yourself and you're like wow i feel really good i felt great this week you know i've been dialed in i'm enjoying things in moderation but i'm getting all those quality nutrients in i found this you know general set of foods that i feel great with we still encourage diversity but you're going to basically figure out you know portion sizes you're going to figure out um you know ratios within each meal pre-workout post-workout if you enjoy having a consistent you know breakdown throughout the day we're going to experiment. There's no one right way to do this. And part of the health coaching process and part of what we do specifically is allowing you to experience, experiment with that, with us looking back from a third-party view and reshaping that. Okay, this worked really well. Let's try this for a little bit longer. That didn't work well. Let's circle back to it later or, or scratch that off the list for right now. Yeah, and if you're listening and you know nutrition is still very confusing to you, the idea of tracking macros sounds super overwhelming and is confusing to you, you have to understand that we view macros as a tool. We view it as an educational tool to teach you about food quality, to teach you about serving sizes, to teach you all of these things. And it really gives you a clear picture of what your body needs to thrive throughout different phases of your journey. And 
macros, if you asked us probably five years ago if we were, were going to track macros forever, I might have said yes just because I was so, I mean, it was just such a natural and exciting thing to me. Um, whereas now I feel like we've evolved our coaching style. We've evolved as as individuals. Macros is not a forever thing. It's not something we, we want to do forever. It's not something we want our clients to do forever. It should be a tool that you use in specific phases of your journey when you have specific goals like fat loss or muscle gain. But it's not I need to track everything or I need to not think about what I'm eating. There is a happy medium and that's what we call mindful eating. And tracking isn't even an entire plan thing all the time necessarily. So even during a phase with a client, we work in either build them in with intuitive eating days or if they're going away for the weekend or for a week or there's a special occasion, we practice intuitive eating eating, and we talk about intuitive cues. So, you know, simple things, you know, prioritize protein and nutrients, drink lots of water, eat slowly, stop eating when you're full. Um, you know, just very, very basic learning how to use your, your biofeedback, your body telling you things, listening to those internal cues to eat the right way. Our bodies want to maintain weight. They don't want to lose weight. They don't want to gain weight. They want to maintain weight. And if we practice listening to those internal cues, we get very good at eating intuitively where we can hit the ground running once we do pick tracking back up and get back towards those goals. I'd like to clarify too that when we're talking about intuitive eating here, Josh likes to use the word intuitive eating. I prefer the term mindful eating just because it's not a lot of people think intuitive eating is just listening to what your body tells you it wants to eat. And for a lot of people, your body's going to tell you that it wants to eat ice cream and potato chips and, you know, the very highly palatable foods. Let me jump back in there first. Wait, no, let mm-hmm. me finish. Nope, mm-hmm. I'm not letting you. Um, whereas when we think of it from the perspective, and this is a perspective of just calling it mindful eating, it's more so being mindful about the choices that you're making and using your past knowledge of tracking macros and everything that you have learned from nutrition coaching to make choices that best align with your goals and your body and just everything as a whole. So while yes, it can be used interchangeably, intuitive eating or mindful eating, that's kind of the way I like to describe it because it people tend to connect to that better. Yes, We're saying the same thing. We're agreeing with the same thing. But what you just said is the clear differentiation with what you think that I just said and what I actually said. I know what you just said, but I'm just clarifying for people. I know. But to re-clarify, what you just said as far as connecting that back to what you've learned with coaching. And that's what I'm talking about. Someone who's brand new and they're coming in, those internal cues are, are going to give them the cues of what they've currently been doing. But after a client's been with us for a while, we've established the baseline. They understand those habits they've already implemented and they feel really good. They've hit their stride. Their body retunes itself. So that you you may have been thinking intuitive eating from a rookie who had not yet come on board, who just came on board while I'm reflecting on this as the mindful approach of a, an existing client who's been with us for a while and learned yes, these things. I understand that. And I think sometimes though, at least with clients in the past, like very early in our business and in our coaching, even though they understand the processes, the second they would not track macros, they would like go ham. And like, even though they have the wisdom and the knowledge, it's like for certain people, when they first experience not tracking macros and trying to intuitively eat, they revert back to those those initial cues. So I think that it can go both ways. I think that it obviously is client dependent. It depends on, you know, their experience and what they've got going on. Um, but I just like to refer to it as mindful eating personally. That's fine. We're saying the same thing, yeah, just different different verbiage. 
Yeah, that's something I actually have a client who I have built in almost an entire week of intuitive days. So she was tracking with uh, with us for years um, and she hit her goals, performance, aesthetic. And we've actually dealt with scaling things back. So we started with one intuitive eating day. And this isn't just an event or, you know, a weekend or whatever. It's every single week, one intuitive, intuitive eating day. We've worked it up to, I believe we're at four right now. So this is something where that's the grand scheme with all our clients is feel good about what you're doing. Be able to do this without harping on the numbers, scale everything all the way back. And that's how you know you've created a lasting lifestyle change. Yeah. And there are various methods to go about intuitive slash mindful eating days too. And maybe we can make that a full episode, but, um, you know, it doesn't have to be, like I said, track all macros and, or just be intuitive. There are plenty of in-between things you can do as well. And it just depends on what is going to best align with your mindset and where you're at. A hundred percent. So that's going to wrap this one up. Basically quick summary. When you're looking at health coaching and trying to figure out what this is, there's, you know, three main pillars we're talking about. It's lifestyle, training, and nutrition, and it's building these habits into that current lifestyle. So all this kind of circles back and overlaps within each other. Um, so set realistic, realistic expectations, create lasting change by implementing daily habits that you feel comfortable with and that you enjoy doing every single day and you look forward to doing every day. That's the health coaching experience. It's not aesthetic. It's not performance. It's not just one area. It's everything, and it's in a sustainable manner. So that is where we're at. Again, if you guys haven't, if you didn't listen to the beginning of this episode, leave us a review. You've made it through to the end of this episode. You're hearing me speak right now. We're about to log off, jump on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, share us, review us, rate us. And if you are interested in hearing more about our coaching process or want to apply to work with Team SD Evolution, there is a link to apply in the show notes of this episode. We'll hop on a free call with you, talk to you more, figure out if it's going to be the best fit, and we can move forward from there. I'm going to compile on your shameless plug with another shameless plug. If you have a coach right now and you love them, but you think their process could be more efficient, tell them to go look up Fit Coach Pro because it will be a game changer for them. It's going to be a game changer for you. You're going to love using it. They're going to love using it. Tell them to go check it out. All right. That's the end of the shameless plugs. Where, Where can they find you? I, was Where can they, you. I say it. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes, and we will catch you guys in the don't next episode. Don't say that. Episode. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. You don't say that. <laughs> <laughs>